Successful people learn how to make their mind work for them. I'm David Nagel, and this is the Successful Mind Podcast. The idea that we're going to be covering here are the roles that we have chosen in our life out of negative love or a negative love pattern. So I want to explain that a little bit before I get into uh, the teaching on this. The idea behind negative love is that if you come from the premise originally that love is supposed to be unconditional, then negative love would be love with conditions. And um, you can be you can be argued to the death as to whether this is love or it's not love. Um, I would I would say, and I would argue my opinion that it is a form of love. Uh, reason being that every person is born with love. That is, we we come out of God's love or spirit's love or the universe's love. So that is a that is a spiritual core or foundation of what we're created out of. So the little child that comes into the world has a measure of this already in them. Uh, they are that, they are this when they're born, love. Now, from the moment that that child is conceived, patterns are being sent into that little, you know, unborn baby's subconscious mind. And those patterns consist of the ideas, the beliefs, uh, the emotions, the sounds, the, you know, the environment that that little baby is being exposed to. The subconscious mind, of course, does not have the ability to reject anything at this point in a child's life and really doesn't up until the age of seven. Then it can be debated as to how much we're really rejecting after that anyway. Um, But everything is going in. Everything is going into this little child's mind. And if the parents of this child um, really have not educated themselves, have not worked through their own patterns and problems and issues in life, they are going to pass on some degree of negative love to this child, which is going to develop into specific patterns and then roles, which I'll get into what they are, what they look like, and how you can identify yours, um, that we then carry through our life unless we become aware of them And then once we become aware of them, we can go and we can begin to work on changing them so that we can come to our authentic self and then have that as an expression in our life. Uh, Which is a really interesting process, by the way, because it's not something that we have to go find external of ourselves. It's something that we already have within. And what keeps us locked into... um, negative roles and patterns, love patterns, is the trauma uh, and the manipulation that we experience as a child. So I'm going to read you a poem uh, by John O'Donohue. It's called, For Someone Awakening to the Trauma of of His or Her Past. And we're going to kind of lay that as a foundation for these two lessons and then take it forward from there. He says, For everything under the sun there is a time. This is the season of your awkward harvesting. 
when the pain takes you where you would rather not go, through the white curtain of yesterday's to a place you had forgotten you knew from the inside out, and a time when that bitter tree was planted, that has grown always invisibly beside you, and whose branches your awakened hands now long to distangle from your heart. You are coming to see how looking often darkened when you should have felt safe enough to fall toward love. How deep down your eyes were always owned by something that faced them through a dark fester of thorns, converting whoever came into a further figure of the wrong. You could only see what touched you as already torn. Now the act of seeing begins your work of mourning, and your memory is all ready to show you everything, having waited all these years for you to return and know. Only you know where the casket of pain is interred. You will have to scrape through all of the layers of covering, and according to your readiness, everything will be open. May you be blessed with a wise and compassionate guide who can accompany you through a fear and grief until your heart has wept its way to your true self. As your tears fall over that wounded place, may they wash away your hurt and free your heart. May, you forgive, may, you, may your forgiveness still the hunger of, of the wound so that for the first time you can walk away from that place, reunited with a banished heart, now healed and freed of a feel and feel the clear, free air bless your new face. Now, I read that to you, and then I'm going to read you something else here. <clears throat> this is a quote by Albert Einstein. He says, when you examine the lives of the most influential people who have ever walked among us, you discover one thread that winds through them all. They have been aligned first with their spiritual nature and only with their physical selves. So let me just read that one more time. When you examine the lives of the most influential people who have ever walked among us, you discover one thread that winds through them all. They have been aligned first with their spiritual nature and only then with their physical selves. So what is he saying here? What he's saying is that people of great accomplishment uh, and great influence in the world somehow at some point became aligned with their spiritual nature and then with their physical nature. People that are coming, coming from the roles that we've been given and have chose to step into all of our life and negative love patterns are really more aligned with the physical self from the perspective of where the embodiment or the body takes shape of the roles that we have chosen to step into or been given as a child. So... If you, have a, if you have an opportunity to write this down, you might want to make a, make a note of it. Ro the roles that we, that we stepped into really have been designed to protect us. But the idea really is that 
when we're kids, we're so vulnerable to life. Um, we, we need our parents in order to survive. And that means that we have to adapt. We're creatures that have this fantastic ability to adapt to everything around us. Um, if you look at nature, nature is adaptable but nature is 100% at home in its own environment. A little squirrel is born into the environment that it's going to live all of its life. And uh, it, does not have to, it does not have to spend years and years and years adapting to that environment. It has all the instincts that are necessary for it to live and thrive and manage and eat and reproduce and do all the things that the little squirrel does in that environment. <clears throat> Human beings, on the other hand, uh, really spend the majority of their lives adapting to different environments. We're, we're extraordinarily pliable. We just adapt, 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 adapt. And we can only adapt based, based on, really, the roles that we have been given to adapt with. Now, this is where the problem comes in because, you know, so many people are searching for a way out, a way through. They want to change something. They want a better marriage or they want um, a better business or they want to make more money or they want better health or they want to lose weight or whatever it is. All of these things are indications that they're not happy with their environment. There is something in their environment or everything in their environment, in many cases, that they're truly not happy with. Happiness can be viewed as um, something that people think it's like it's something that we are. You know, I'll ask people, what do you want? They'll say, I want to be happy. And they don't realize they have the, the choice to be happy. But what if you viewed happiness in a different way? What if you viewed it as a rule? in your life. And um, the rule is based on the role that you've taken. So let me just go forward with this and give you an idea what this looks like. If your role in life was that you're a failure and you took that on uh, because it was the only way for you to continually connect with the people in your family, you had to play this role of being a failure. If you were the failure, you got attention for that. Now, you might say to yourself, well, why would somebody take on that role? Okay, good question. So maybe there was somebody else in the, in the family that their role was the successful one. So that slot was kind of filled in the family, and the successful one got all the attention for being successful. But no matter what you did, you could not be more successful uh, than that person that was in your family. So you never got the attention that you wanted. But one day, you failed big at something. And you found out that you got an equal amount of attention for being a failure. And somewhere in your subconscious mind, it clicked and it was like, ah, okay, so I don't have to be the successful one to get the attention, I can fail and get the same amount of attention as this other person, my brother or sister, mother, father, whoever it is, and get the same amount of attention as they do as a successful person, and I can do it as a failure. 
Okay, great. So now you take failure as a role, okay? If you take failure as a role, in order for you to continually be a failure, you have to develop or create for yourself rules that you live by every day. Now, here's what the rules impact in your life. Number one, they control how and what you think about. They're going to control your emotions. They're going to control your behavior. They're even going to control how you experience things in your life. And if you're a failure, you're probably not happy being a failure because you have a duality that is going on uh, simultaneously in this whole idea of being a failure. And here's what the duality is. The spiritual side of yourself, um, the side that was born with a purpose, a side that was born with desire, that is always creating an internal pressure for you to be, do, and have more in your life. The failure side that keeps you safe because it keeps you connected to your parents uh, is always on the lookout for anything that is going to threaten it. So this internal desire to be, do, or have more actually threatens the internal role of being a failure. Therefore, you come to this place where you can't let yourself be happy Because if you were happy, then you would be breaking out of this role and heading in a direction that actually threatens the role. So so maybe one of your rules is, it's not okay for me to be happy. Now, if that's not your rule, that's fine. I'm just using this as an example. But the rule has to reinforce the role. Um, So a person can't actually let themselves get to a state of being happy in their life. They can't get to a state of being fulfilled. If a person has a role of being the rejected one, then maybe they have a rule that they can't receive love. Yet they want more than anything from a conscious standpoint and an emotional standpoint to be loved by someone else. The rule will not allow them to break that because it has to keep them in the role as a, you know, this, a person who cannot uh, receive love in their life. So the idea here is that it is, there's several steps to the rules, the patterns, the roles, um, and this unlovable side of us uh, that really comes from this negative self-love and we don't know how to step into it, be it, or express it in our life. So I'm going to give you an idea what some of these roles are and know that there's literally hundreds of them. And I'll, get, and I'll show you how to find out what that is for yourself. So I'm just going to go through a, a, a list of roles here. You have the king and the queen, the slob, the fighter, the perfect one, the black sheep, the damaged one, the special one, the sensitive one, the scapegoat, the spoiled one, the needy one, the late bloomer, the genius, the troublemaker, the peacemaker, the complainer, the star, the misfit, the baby, the success, the rebel, the hero, the teacher, the sick one, the good one, the chameleon, the failure, the victim, the angry one, 
the sufferer, the rescuer, the dreamer, the wild one, the loser, the disappointment, the burden, the invisible one, the bad one, and the pleaser. And like I said, um, in some of the live events that we do, we show you lists where there's, you know, I mean, a hundred of them or so on there, but there's literally hundreds of roles. And the roles can also be multiple. You could have more than one. You could have one that is more dominant uh, than the other. But the idea is that the role is designed to keep you safe. So you you found a way as a child to fall into or create this role. So let's take a look at how you did that and how you can find out what your role is that you're playing for yourself. So when we're kids, we are coming from a place where we do not understand that the spiritual side of ourself is perfect and it is within, okay? We have to begin to understand that we're spiritual beings have a, having a human experience. If you have any religious background at all when you're growing up, it's primarily taught that we're human beings searching for a spiritual experience. And we have to reverse that. And we have to come from the understanding that everything that we do is a spiritual experience. There is no separation between the two. Um, Pierre uh, Tyard de Chardin said, we are spiritual beings having a human experience. Uh, Bodhidharma of the 5th century, he was a Buddhist monk, said, to find Buddha, all you have to do is see your nature. Your nature is the Buddha. Now, he's not saying your role. He's saying your nature. Uh, The Bhagavad Gita said, God dwelleth in all of our hearts. The Upanishads put it this way. They said, the one God is hidden in all living things. Uh, Lame deer, a Sioux Indian chief, said, all animals have power because the great spirit dwells within all of them. And Christ said, the kingdom of God is within you. So if we go back to the Einstein quote where he said, when you examine the lives of the most influential people you have ever walked or whoever whoever walked among us, you discover one thread that winds through them all. They have aligned first with their spiritual nature and only then with their physical selves. So when we're kids... We don't have the freedom of following our spiritual nature. It isn't that we don't try at first. We absolutely try. But we are manipulated so that we can conform to whatever the needs of the household are and then the needs of the school systems, uh, the social needs, depending on wherever you grow up, and then prepare us to go out and be little work robots uh, out in the world. And um, we are very much tied to the idea, right from birth, that we need to have other people in our life if we're going to be secure. So we know we're secure by one thing only, that we have a connection between ourselves and mom and dad. That's where it starts. It's the connection between us and mom and dad. And actually, in the very beginning, it's just the connection between you and mom. You're literally physically connected. And um, you're, you're physically connected in a way where your body is 
completely dependent on forming based on the nutrition and, you know, oxygen and everything that you get directly from your mother's body. So it's all about this connection that we have uh, in the very beginning. And most people walk through their entire life trying to regain this connection or keep this connection to some degree. When we're born, the connection's cut. They cut the umbilical cord. We're disconnected from our mother physically. Then we're attempting to connect emotionally and through uh, sounds and gestures and crying. And um, we find ways to communicate with mom and dad in order to get a feeling. It is a feeling. It's an emotional feeling of connectedness with them. When that feeling is broken because we're experiencing some form of rejection from our parents, it causes a, a pain inside that little baby. It's an emotional pain of, of, of being separated from the parents. So most parents approach um, direction, giving a child direction as a, as a baby, uh, with taking away that connection so that the child will adapt to whatever it is that they needed to do. They show disapproval in some way. That is disconnecting from that child. It causes pain. The child then has to conform to whatever behavior the parents are demanding. And when they conform to that behavior, the connection is then uh, created. So as the child begins to grow, if, and if there's other children or not other children, whatever it is, we have something called the family dynamic. And we find that we take on a very specific role within our family dynamic for the main reason of keeping that connection. And that is that we're getting some form of attention and some form of love, usually it's negative love, not unconditional love, from our parents. Now, and even in the best scenarios, no parent is perfect. So at some point in time, you're going to experience negative love coming from your parents. And the more negative love we experience, the more that sends a message to us that we have to stay in this very specific role. So how do you find the role in your life? Well, one of the first things that I always have people do is say, let's just stop for a moment and take a look at the results. What are the things that you're wanting to change in your life? Because if you're really tapping deep down into the desire of your heart, the things that you're looking to change in some way are connected, there's that word again, connected, to the, the true self, the, the side of us that is totally wanting to break open and step into the world, right, is, is always about getting to that, to that true side of our self, uh, being fully expressed. Now, how is it that this role becomes something so domineering in our life that even when we grow up, we, don't, we no longer need parents in place, and, but we still stay in the role? The reason for that is because we're not allowed to express who we really are as children. 
So the only form of expression that we have, and this now falls under the idea of a rule, would be to express within the role. So you're looking at your results currently. Your results are indicating that you want some kind of freedom from the role that you want. Um, what if you, if you are habitually rejected, then you're going to look at it from the place of asking yourself this question. Why am I choosing to have this experience? Because what we want to, one of the first things that we want to do here is accept personal responsibility for the position that we're in or what it is that we are experiencing in our life. So we go back to asking the question, why am I choosing to have this experience? And you're going to do this with every experience that you have in your life. And let's say you do this for like the next 30 days, okay? The experience is going to be a direct reflection of whatever role you're having in your life. So let's say you're always doing something that ends up making you a victim, then you're going to have things in your life that victimize you. That would be a clear indication that one of your roles is actually being a victim. Let's say that you are so constantly surrounded by people who are broken, people that need help, um, people that are looking to be rescued, okay? That could put you in the rescuer role. It could put you, it could put you in the teacher role. Okay, so you're looking for two things. Number one, how is everything else showing up toward you, right? And what's your perception of it? What is your perception of how uh, people, places, and things actually show up in your life? And the second thing is, is how are you reacting or responding to all of these things that are showing up in your life? Um, because how you, how you react or respond to those things is a clear indication exactly of what your role is. So once you find that, you're going to write that down. And on the, on the next class, we're going to talk about how do we actually break out of this negative love uh, pattern uh, with the role that keeps replicating itself in our life and actually experience a completely different role that then sets us up for freedom because that's what we ultimately want. We ultimately want freedom. But remember that first and foremost, the thing that you're really looking for is not outside of yourself. The role will tell you that it is, but it actually is not. It is all inside of you. I find that one of the most remarkable things about all of this is that it leaves you with a constant question of where is the next opportunity for me going to show up? Because I, I firmly believe that as we walk through our life, everything represents two things. A reason why we can't do something and a reason why we can. The law of polarity shows up with everything that we do. As we shift our awareness, we become more aware of something like our role and negative love patterns in our life. When something shows up in our life that would keep us in the role previously, 
as it shows up now, it actually points the way to the freedom that we desire, okay? So for right now, what you're going to do is you're going to look and see what is this role, and then I'm going to meet you on the next class. Thanks for listening to the Successful Mind Podcast. And if you like what you heard and you want to know more, go to davidnagel.com forward slash free stuff.